0: To the waking up from work podcast my name is Dave Swalom let's get ready to hustle welcome back to the waking up from work Podcast. You're listening to episode 152 of the show tonight. This is your host, Dave Swillam. This is where we get to work making work a passion, living creative, full time. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we interview artists, entrepreneurs, and creatives doing the things that they want to do instead of the things that sometimes we're told to do. So tonight I have another guest. This is someone that uh, I'm excited to have on and recently had an opportunity to chat with him on his podcast. So I'd like to introduce Chris Leone from Move Weight. So he's got a a business working to help people in fitness and specifically uh, powerlifting, I believe. He also is a playwright and a podcaster, co-host of the Performance for Life podcast with the other co-host being Jake Lasmanato, who's been on the show a couple times. So if you want to go back and listen to like Jake's early episode in, I think it was like episode 10 or something. So he's still yeah. around, hanging with good people. And uh, just as a quick disclaimer, I do maybe have a little bit of bias for Chris's podcast because I do also manage it. So I get to listen to every single episode. But I will tell you that I don't listen to those and uh, be bored while I'm checking it out. I'm Pumped up to have it their their podcast focuses on something I really believe in and align with, where they talk on not only you know Jake and Chris, both being personal trainers in the personal fitness world, but they go more than kind of the rah rah that you see out there often in that industry, at least from my vibe of it, where it's performance for life. How do I perform for life, and not only in just this one aspect but in all the aspects that create my life because if i'm doing personal fitness it's for a reason and if i care or i have effort in something it's for a reason and how are these all these other factors essentially making up who i am and contributing to that or hurting it and and that's what they talk to and that's why i really back that shit up because i feel like all these things are connected and that's why you see some of these people on my show here that's focused on creatives because the shit is connected so Uh, Chris, really pumped to have you on, man. Not only because you are a genuinely nice and awesome person doing good things out there, but also when we last talked past all these other things I knew about you, you just dropped this playwright bomb on me. And I'm just like, damn, man, it's like, it's just, it's, there's so many different, uh, pieces of you. And, uh, and it's cool getting to like know those different pieces, but just like out there, I've noticed, uh, you know, people really like to build up kind of like expectations of, you know, what people are going to do and and the way that they function. And the thing is, a creative is that it's just not a clean line like that. Where it's like, I used to be in marching band, and I would have football players marching in the in the band with me, and they would go out. But that was like a, a rare thing. And I feel like the same thing can happen sometimes. Where I had uh, an NFL player on this show who is also a rapper. I've had uh you know different athletes that are doing different creatives and people just don't understand that those things can be associated. And and the same thing of 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 my side to it where it's like uh you have move weight, you know, uh for people who uh uh can't see Chris is a fucking machine and he can crush some shit. So it's like I feel like people out there, man, might not like assume or know this creative uh additional piece to you. Of course you're creative in podcasting, you're creative with your business, but this additional creative piece. And the same thing for me on my side, man, where like, I'm an audio engineer, and it's so traditional of my field to be really unhealthy, and like not not doing things, but I'm running marathons, and I'm doing CrossFit and shit. And I just love continuing to have that conversation, man, where we just go like, yo, people are fucking diverse people are creative and they're creative in a million different ways and you can't pe- put people in boxes and and not understand the, the 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 straight complexity to creatives, entrepreneurs and just people in general man. So a bunch of different reasons I wanted you on here man, but thank you for being on the show. Thank you for uh jumping on with me tonight.
1: Dude, thanks for thanks for having me man. Um you pretty much uh <laughs> Describe me in a, in a, in a nutshell, like <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your, um, your presence, right. Your, you, you listen, right. Which is, which is, which is awesome. You know, one thing that I, I find with society, society likes to kind of put people in boxes and kind of say, yeah. All right, this person is, is that, that person's that. And what, I, I guess I guess it works, right? So you can just label everyone and make sure they 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 stay in their under their labels. Um, yeah. But the human experience um, doesn't allow for that, right? Because then you that's that's why you have the NFL player that's that's a poet, right? You're like, whoa, what's 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 happening here? You you're thinking of like this barbaric man, and then all of a sudden he's a great poet, right? Yeah. He's, he's open. He's vulnerable. And I think that's healthy, right? It's, it's healthy. It's healthy to have those outlets um, where you can get in touch with get in touch with yourself. So um, it's, uh, you know, that, that that's that's one of the reasons why I got into playwriting, right? Um, it actually it actually helped me start to understand my 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 consciousness. Mm. Right. There's something about musicians have this, like any any kind of artist. Like, there's something about when you hit that flow state. And for me, when I'm writing, right when I'm when I'm writing a scene, and I'm and I get immersed in the scene, and I'm like actually like meet physically in the scene with the characters, with my yeah. characters, and, yeah. and I'm watching it, and I'm listening to them interact, and then I'm taking whatever they're saying, and I'm and I'm just putting it on paper. Um, there is something I learn about myself through the character interactions because the, the, that, those are actual pieces of my consciousness just coming to life. Yeah. Um, when I, when I first wrote, uh, Pierre Bois, which was probably 10 years ago, right? Um, I was drunk when I wrote it. When I started writing it, I was drunk. I was drunk out of my mind. I I came back from wherever I was and I was like, I, I feel like start. I feel like writing a play. Wow. And then I just started. I just I just went off. I think that night I wrote literally like 50 pages.
0: Oh, my work. God. It's like, isn't it like 67 oh, yeah. pages long?
1: Dude? It, was, it, was, it was insane. Like, I just wrote like 50 pages of work. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> And then I, and then I put it away and then I would, I would come back to it every time I would, I would, I would be under the influence, right? So I never touched that play sober for a very long time. And then I ended up going into treatment and I revived the play, right? Hmm. So I was like, I need to look at this play from a, from a sober lens because there's, there's, like I said, right, that play gives me insight into my consciousness. Yeah. So I started reading it to, back to myself again with a sober mind. Yeah, yeah. The things that the, the the answers, the questions about my life were literally getting answered through my, through my
0: writing. Through your, through yourself, but yourself in a different state. Right. It's like. It's like a double state man. It's like yeah. being in that creative flow state is a different you and then being like all jacked up on on booze that night is a different you and it's like two different two different pieces of you communicating and then you took those pieces of of consciousness and you you basically had to uh like put that back through the filter and say like what does this what was what was these different Chris's communicating and what does that mean to current Chris right now? Right. That's, you know what I mean? Like blown, mind blown when that stuff happens, you're just like, what, what am I saying to myself? And I feel like despite any of that, like, you know, I I feel like that is something that we can all do with our creative because like on stage, Dave is a very different Dave than like business Dave, like on stage, Dave, gets seven stitches in his head from Mm. playing a hardcore show and smashing a microphone against his head because he's freaking out, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Business Dave can sit there and like hang out at a bank or hang out in like a deal or something and like be super cool and chill and like very, like very, very chill, man, I guess. But it's like, I have to look at stage Dave and then like read through lyrics and look at the music that I write and, and try to understand and interpret like, What, what are you saying back to yourself? Because it's like that, that flow state that you talk about and like just how you were that exact process that you talked about, how you were like, I straight up came home and just wrote the 50 pages. It's like, you're not thinking in there. Like, what does this mean right now? Like that, that stuff is like a subconscious level or something. That's something that's coming out of you that you might not even know. You might not even know yet what that means, Mm -hmm. but I had to look Mm -hmm. back at my songs, look back at my stuff 10 years ago and be like, what, what? What are you saying? And like, why are you saying that? And I, I've yeah. learned so much in terms of a self-awareness from yeah. doing exactly what you're saying, of processing yeah. backwards to be like, what what are you saying? What do you what mean was, by that?
1: Yeah, what was what was being processed in that in that moment? And yeah. And then so what started happening for me was I started so basically what I had was a skeleton at that point. Mm. Right. And then that's the real, I I feel like the real process happened when I started fleshing this thing out. When I started fleshing out the characters, right? I started digging into the characters and and, and trying to understand what these characters were trying to say and what these, and and what their end goal was. Right. So each character should have some kind of, some kind of end goal, something that they want to achieve um, within the, within the through line of the, uh, of of the play and
3: you know i'm i'm glad that
1: i went back to it with a with a clear mind because my clear my sober mind allowed me to create the flesh mm. my um <laughs> my my addictive mind allowed me to lay down the groundwork though Hmm. right so in my you know i i've I'm sub- i've submitted these plays to a bunch of festivals and all that stuff and in my synopsis i literally say you know i'm grateful for my um for my alcoholism because without my alcoholism there would be no pied wow dude there wouldn't be
0: wow that is like uh a- when you were even saying this, Chris, that was something that I was. You made you made me think about something that's been like a, a on and off thought for so damn long, dude. Like I had this conversation with my wife, or I've, th- I've mm-hmm. talked to her multiple times. There have been many, many times, and I still haven't done it yet. And I think I I am going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Where I say that I need to go to therapy, and I know that mm-hmm. therapy is beneficial anyway. It's just going to be oh, a beneficial yeah. thing, oh, yeah. but. Forever, dude. Like, I 100% have like really aggressive ADHD that I've Mm -hmm. learned to like figure out how to work with in myself. But like, I think we talked about it on when you had me on your show of like how I use like long runs to like kill energy that, that wastes my time, dude. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have energy where I'll just be like going and going and filling time with stupid shit if I don't like get rid of energy. But like, I have really bad ADHD and I, it's self diagnosed, but like, OCD man. I like told my wife the other night a story where like, here's a a story for you that that makes me feel confident that I have it, right? (laughs) I was getting ready for the gym the next day, right? I was packing my bag because I had to get up at like five. Yeah. And one of my like running gloves was Uh in the same spot as all my fitness stuff Uh and it fell, but I didn't need that. I was going to do CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. It fell immediately. There is like a, a voice in my head that's like, you need to find that fucking glove or it's literally gone forever. And you're mm-hmm. going to need to go on a run someday. and You're going to need that glove and you're going to have the worst time. You need to find it right now. I yeah. stop what I'm doing. I start digging apart my entire closet to find this one goddamn glove, even though it's like wicked late. I need to yeah. go to bed. And it's like, I know the glove didn't fall into a space hole or something and disappear. I yeah, know yeah. that it's in my closet. Yeah. It's, it's, factually impossible for the that if i saw it happen to actually have disappeared but mm-hmm. my obsessiveness i'm like i have to figure this all that being said is like that obsessive compulsiveness of me does a lot of shit that messes with my life and a lot of frustrations and mm-hmm. the adhd also does the same thing there's many things that like they they fuck with relationships and they fuck with things that i do in business and they just Absolutely. mess a lot of things up but yeah. They have contributed so many pieces of like who Dave Swillum is where like I'm obsessive with my audio and my music. I have ADHD. And so it makes me constantly hustle and do shit. And I'm not bored of it. And I constantly want to do it. That I have stopped and not gone to therapy so many goddamn times because I'm so afraid that these pieces of me will be tamed that have made me really good at some other things. And you're like, I'm grateful for my alcoholism at that time that it cr- helped me create this thing that wouldn't be in my life. Yeah. I'm grateful for these downsides of me, these bad character traits, these things that are not good. They fuck up things for me because mm-hmm. there's good things that they've, they've contributed as my character piece or as a creative that I'm like, yeah. I think that's like my sparkle sometimes. And I don't want that being taken away and Dude, I've found ways to deal with it. then I'm like, I don't know. It's been it a thing in my head, man. It
1: absolutely is your superpower, man. It's, 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 um, it, 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 it is, it is until we can, I think, right. This is just, this is just what I think until we're able to go down the path of transformation, right. That's when it becomes a superpower. Right. Because mm-hmm. what happens is whatever it is, ADHD, alcoholism, whatever. Right. It's something that is that is that is holding us back from being great. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of it kind of pulls us down once we're like, oh, this really isn't pulling me down. I actually can live with this. I can live. I can live with this. Yeah. And 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 I can and I can and I can understand and I can and I can see when it is causing me suffering, right? So then we become mindful of it, right? Just like how I'm mindful of my of my alcoholism and my behaviors that were associated to alcoholism. Once I become mindful of it, right? I was then able to start pulling some of the stuff out of it. And, and, and really ingraining them into some of my characters mm. I have a beautiful 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 character um, in my play his name is Coconut right and he's, he's the neighborhood drunk dude he's such but, an interesting character in your play yeah he's the neighborhood drunk but his yeah. the, the insight that he brings to the table
3: is beyond anyone in the play Right?
1: Because he's he's in tune he's in tune with something other than
0: what society has labeled him as yes. Yeah. Right? It's and then like, you have yeah, Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, get it. <laughs> no, and I didn't read through your entire play, but I read through a good portion of it. And that character is really enticing when he comes into any of the scenes because like you're saying, it's almost like he is seeing a, it's almost like all of this stuff is happening and he's, he's not like in any of it, but he's basically sitting back and like very aware mm-hmm. of all of it, which is giving him a unique perspective that almost allows him to see past it or something. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Yeah.
3: And he's, he's, he's accepted
1: who he is. Yeah. Right. There's, there's, there's a, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a, there's a big difference between him and Ronald, right? Ronald, he hasn't accepted what he is and who he is. He hasn't, and he also hasn't accepted his trauma, but coconut, mm. he's accepted all that. Yeah. So, you know, Elaine asked him in, in in one of the scenes. She he's she's like oh have you been drinking? He's like yeah, but I haven't been drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like yeah, I, I drank today, but I haven't I haven't drank this at at this moment.
0: Yeah, at this moment, my mind is clear. Yeah, this is straight up. This is me, and this is how I see this right now.
1: Yeah, and 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 there and there was no resistance, right? Someone with resistance would be like, well, why? Well. Why, why would you think I'm drinking? Right. They'd be very defensive about it. Right. Because, because someone is actually, uh, taking aim at their character. Right. Right. And, and all these things that, that, that I've learned about myself, right. I started to kind of flesh into the, into the characters and make them who they are. Um, coconut mm. is one of my favorite, my favorite characters, but I love all of them. But coconut is like, this is my guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. It's such a, uh, well, like this, this viewpoint of that character in terms of that, I would say just echoes that our adversities create our power. Like they the can. ability to, I don't know, man, like the ability to, to really get checked or really eat some shit or really, Uh, have this process of building or these different processes of self-awareness or whatever. It's just like our adversities just totally uh, create our ability to scale what we're able to do without adversity. It's like, I don't know, man, you just just are too uh, comfortable or too like not having to take action or something. I don't know what what you think about that, but that's what you made me think of when you talked through that.
1: You know, there there, there was, there was, I had, I've had two outlooks on adversity, right? My first outlook on adversity, you know, in the beginning of like the, 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 the beginning, you know, half of my life, right? I'm, I'm not on my other half, but I'll just say the, I, I use my sobriety date as my, my, my next half, right? Sure. Um, because yeah. The half before that, I literally lived a half. I, <laughs> I I literally lived a half a life, and now I'm just living the other, the other half. But um, the first, the first part
3: was a lot of fighting. Right, I had to take on
1: adversity from a battle perspective. Mm. Like I'm going to go to war. Right, we're going to go to war. We're gonna we're gonna defeat adversity yeah and that worked for a very long time and it was, and it made me very successful and it got me to the place that I am today but it it doesn't work anymore it doesn't work for me anymore so i had to find i had to find a new way i had hmm. to i had to stop fighting the more i fought i just got exhausted yeah and the more exhausted i got the more i didn't feel like being here yeah being being around right because I was so tired I was sick and tired of being tired yeah dude and so I embrace pain I embrace adversity and I embrace it with an open heart and love with love with 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 um with compassion and it's so much better that way
2: yeah
3: it's like
1: go ahead and I get the then I get the opportunity to analyze it and see it and see the beauty and see the beauty of it.
3: Right. And, and yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's just a great feeling, man. It like it,
0: it gives you the ability to appreciate anything basically and be, be happier because like, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think about like, say you, uh, you have a bad meal at a place and you're like that restaurant sucks well now your next meal at a good restaurant is incredible you yeah. know but you can't if you just eat at the good restaurant then yeah. you know all your food's perfect and everything's perfect all the time it's still going to taste good but then yeah. it's just like we're we're so complex like humans like we need things to figure out that it's like unless you give your mind things to like figure out then it literally depreciates the value that you can get out of the things that you have, even if they're good things. If everything in the room is made out of gold, then it's like, well, who gives a shit about the gold? Then you can wear your boots inside. It's like you have to have scarcity and you have to have pain or uh, like things that aren't as good to make it so that other things are awesome, you know, to enjoy them, to appreciate it
1: absolutely and and you know and 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 and, you know the 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 funny thing about about the whole thing is you know we just we just have to we just have to be in the moment right because although the food might suck at that restaurant there might be something at that restaurant if we're if we're in the moment that we might enjoy Hmm. that we may
0: have we may have overlooked because we were so focused on the terrible food yeah maybe the view is awesome from there maybe uh it's got a cool environment, and there's sweet people that you can meet there, maybe yeah. uh I don't know, maybe it's just like an easy spot. it was cheap, it's easy for you to meet up with friends, and now you have a moment with people and a conversation that can happen. It's just like exactly. yeah man presence hyper presence
1: and and what you just and what you just described there is, is is just being present man yeah man i like like I said man, i really love i love i love pierre bois i love the i love the i love the play um
0: has right it been now, performed, Chris?
1: It hasn't it hasn't been yet. Um, I'm I'm actually trying to get it out to theaters and to festivals and to just and to just get some kind of backing for it. One yeah. thing that's difficult about the play is all of the characters except for one speak Haitian Creole, and there's a lot of a lot of Creole dialogue like that that sits within the play. Right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I saw that. So, it becomes very difficult for if any, if any, uh, theater is looking at it, it's very difficult to find Haitian actors. Sure. Right. So, you know, the people that are listening, the people that are out there, if you know any Haitian actors, I got a play full of, <laughs> full of Haitian characters, um, that yeah. would love to be, that would love to come to life. Right. So I think that's one of the, uh, obstacles that I'm, that I'm facing right now. Um, sure. Probably some, of the, I mean, probably a lot of the reason why um, it's gotten turned down, right? Um, but I think eventually someone, a festival, will take a chance because they, 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 they probably can get the actors, the actors that understand Haitian Creole, right? It's not a language that everyone speaks. It's not like it's Spanish, right? Um, where there a lot of a lot of folks here in the U.S. speak Spanish, right? Yeah. People take it for people, take it in university and and so on and so forth. Haitian Creole is only known by a certain group, right? Haitians. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not, it's not being taught at universities or anything like that. So that, that makes, that makes it difficult when you, when you write, when you write a play like this, Um, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really thinking about my audience. I'm like, I want to write, I want to write something and I don't really care about who's watching it. I want to I want to write something from my from my point of view. 100% um, fair. So then so you know so that's so that's so that's some, some an obstacle that I run into but um like I said you know I think it'll get in front of the right person one day and they'll fall in love with it just like I did and and uh it'll I'll finally see it. I hope hopefully I'm still I'm still present on this Earth, (laughs) when when it does when it does get produced, but uh,
0: (laughs) you got so much time, man. (laughs) If not, I'll um. I think I feel like I'll somehow see it. Yeah, you'll be aware of this. You'll be present. Yeah, that's cool, man. So I guess, like, I totally want to break into multiple different pieces of you in terms of of things, but I do want to ask before we leave this play conversation, because we obviously went off into a bunch of different stuff that was, that was good, good shit for the play portion of it. Cause I know that you said that you, you wrote it a large portion in that one spurt. You yeah. came back, you fleshed it out with a different kind of viewpoint. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Like, so what in your background, first of all, gave you the tools to create a play? Had you ever done that before at that point? And also yeah. when I'm reading through that, because, you know, I have performed for some like uh, like I've I've been hired to do like the percussion for Kamina Barana and like some other mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily plays, but just uh performances that are backed by music. I've done that mm-hmm. sometimes, but I don't think I've ever seen it where it's on the script side of it. Like you have you have like some choreography notes in there, you have yeah notes where music comes in and specifics on that, even down to like where I saw you're like, I would specifically like a live drummer with this, because I feel mm-hmm. like these characters dynamically are going to interact with that drummer that I want to take yeah. that out. There are complexities in there spanning across multiple, multiple creatives. You have writing, you have writing in a different language that you noted. You have the way that you have, uh, so you have writing that's one element where it's almost like I'm writing a book, I'm writing these scenes, I have character development, I have all these complexities. I, you are writing in the terms of how do I want these songs or dances to come in, lighting, uh music performances, all of these different creatives. what went into coming up with that just because for me i'm not experienced with that portion of it. Mm-hmm. How are you able to incorporate all of those different creatives and feel that you can orchestrate that to come together as one thing? It seems really challenging
1: yeah, so a couple of things so in college, um I studied theater, right, so that's how I know how to put together a script right um that cool. was one of the Uh, classes I many one of the many classes I took but I also um was into uh dance and um I also was into performance performance art right Mm so performance art is it's it's, it's a little out there right because performance art can happen anywhere right literally it could be like on you and you've probably seen it like on the streets of New York you're, you're walking and all of a sudden this thing is happening. You don't know if it's theater. You don't know if people are going crazy. You don't know. It's something. But yeah. Most of the time that's performance art, right? And performance art can incorporate all of the things that you just, that you just noted, right? Music, dialogue, um, choreography, acrobats, all and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. And I took a few courses in performance art and I really started, and I really started digging performance art. And the way that my brain works when I write, is some, sometimes I would, m- music inspires a, a scene for me, mm. right? So I could just be like, I could just be in the gym, listening to music, and then a song just comes on and then boom, I'm like in, I'm like in the world yeah. of my play and then like i have to immediately either write write down what's happening write down the song that i just that i just heard that i just thought of yeah because that sends me to the to the to the to the to the keyboard i throw the song and i just put it on repeat and i just start writing wow um because there's something about music depending on depending on the era depending on the time the the the, the place the, the 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 lyrics all of that That fires up my memory. Sure. And it takes me to a place. Right. And so that's why you see music interwoven um in in Pied Bois. And then as far as the choreography goes, yeah uh, I started, I I actually started performing because of dance. Right. So I took a modern dance course when I was in high school, because you had to play three sports and my spring sport, I didn't want to play baseball or anything, so I just was like, I'll just take this dance course. Sick. And my my dance um professor was like, Wow, you have you have a certain stage presence about you. Like you like, it's it's very, it's very powerful. And so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, whatever. And I performed and what I felt from that performance, couldn't I couldn't I can't even explain it in words. Because my body did it all. Right? An autopilot. And yeah. When, and when, when, when you can express yourself through your body, and we've been doing this as humans for ages. Right? Since before we've though,
0: existed. Since we've yeah, existed. Before, the, before there is. was
1: actual language and then we were speaking, we were using our bodies to interact with one another. Yeah. So when we can get back to that, when we get back to that, to the to the root of that,
0: right, some beautiful things happen. Yeah, dude, when That's I've traveled cool. and I straight up can't speak the language in places, mm-hmm. it is so cool to experience what other forms of communication you can do to convey all of the same things between people. And it's fucking crazy how quickly you can do it, like how quickly when you can't speak to someone. Like, every once in a while, I would definitely cheat, and pull out Google Translate, and start talking shop with this dude, you know? But, like, when you have to convey things, it's pretty amazing. If you were to, like, take a switch and turn off talking, mm-hmm. how much more communication can happen through so many yes. different means that we don't even, like, act as, like, actually happening. But, like, we do it all day long. We're communicating constantly, constantly oh, yeah. with each other. But it's so... Uh, like we're so unaware of it because it's so like intertwined with the way that we do things, but it's pretty amazing, man, how much you can communicate with no words at all. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's, and that's one of the things
1: that I, I believe in, um, especially from, from an acting perspective, I know a good actor when he's not even saying a word of dialogue. Mm. I want to see what he's doing with his body. For real. I want to see how his body is interacting with the environment that he's in. Yeah. Right. And, and, and theater in theater, you learn that you learn that quickly because there's that, there's that distance between you and the audience. And in order to convey what you want to, <laughs> the feeling, the, 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 the line, right. Not only, not only are your words important, but your body Mm. It's important how your how your body's positioned. What you're doing with your body is very important. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So when I when I'm when I'm writing something, I'm looking at it from a few a bunch of lenses.
0: <laughs> when you, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna keep pulling stuff, dude. You keep giving me you keep stopping me from getting to other <laughs> things that I have, like my fake agenda, because like I keep wanting to pull pull threads that you're giving me. So. You're yeah, giving yeah. me too much, man. I'm, I'm a maestro here, you know? Um, you were taught when you were describing like, hey, I'm listening to this music when I'm at the gym or something. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in this place. There's something about the way that I think that's like hyper visual to the point where like, there are things that I will laugh at that no one laughs at because mm. I see something, dude. I straight up see the joke. Like I could say, like, I was like, what if the situation hypothetically happened? And then I see it. And I'm like, this is the fucking funniest thing ever. And no one thinks it's funny because they're not seeing it. And it's the same way with music, man, where like when I'm writing and when I'm doing things or like uh, I like I see the thing, like I fucking see it, dude, like a movie. And it's a weird way of thinking. And I and it makes it very hard and frustrating too to to communicate mm-hmm. with people when I'm in that spot. Like, uh like Meg and I, when we're doing all the renovation stuff, it's very, it's very transparent. It comes out perfectly there because when we are talking about a room design, like if we're going to frame up stuff and we're going to change how this whole room looks like, or we're going to make a space literally a different thing. So you have to visualize like, this is what it looks like now, which is a pile of shit. How does mm-hmm. it look like bougie and amazing? Yeah. I am visual to the point where I'm taking like two by fours and stuff. I have to put them in little like corners and shit to see where these walls going to be at and then i see shit dude i see the fucking yeah. walls and i see like where things are at now I'll, I'll do weird shit where like i'm taking my hand and like moving like this you know the classic like you know the photographer yeah. that does like the this thing like what's the shot like i fucking see it man and i get that shit and it looks yeah. weird and spacey but like do you do you is that what you're experiencing are you are you experiencing some type of like extra extra visual thing where you're seeing it happen where you're almost like in it like so you have to like get back out if you're like trying to do other shit you're like i fucking can't be here right now i'm yeah. driving or yeah. at the supermarket yeah. or something and some shit is like tangible like i could grab this thing in front of me right now and yeah. that's how
1: it works literally i would literally just stop sometimes and i have to catch myself i'll just stop and i'm just like staring like <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're like, like, Yo, what is going on? What is this guy doing? But it happens. Or like I would just, I would be on a call, like a work call. And then something comes up and I'm just like, I got to mute. And then I'm just sitting there thinking. <laughs>
0: They see you on Zoom and they're like, <laughs> they're like, is this guy's dog doing some weird shit behind the laptop? Like, what is this dude looking at? And you're just sitting there. There's straight up a wall behind you. And you're like, yeah. this is something else back here. <laughs> dude, if, if
1: I could, if someone were to ever give me 20 grand and say, yo, go live off in a, um, in a cabin and write, that's my dream. That would be my dream. Uh, I hear that. That would be man. my dream. Just, just take, let me go somewhere up north. in in an isolated place and disappear into a cave dude i i would i would come up with some with some beautiful some beautiful work
0: (laughs) yeah dude i think that is my destiny is like i'm supposed to be loud and do a bunch of crazy ass shit for a while but there is one day where like i'm gonna go radio silent and disappear into the fucking middle of nowhere and disappear for like ever i think (laughs) i don't know when it is it's like a a cat that like goes out to die, there's going to be a certain time where I'm like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to go off into that field and just like, disappear for some years, man. And just, I need to get, you know, I I totally feel that. I get why you feel that way.
1: Because any, anytime I get that moment of silence, that moment of isolation, that's when, that's when the, that's when the beautiful stuff happens. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I've, and I've been money with it ever since. So I, so I don't, I, I, I love it, man. I enjoy it.
0: Cool. Really quick before I jump to the next topic. Did you get mad footwork from doing that dance for the sports that you did? Is that like you must have had the best uh, footwork, dude. No. Well, not really. Um, no, no. Nah, I I've always
1: I've always I've always had quick feet. Like my my footwork was always on point. Um, anyway, I think what you learn is coordination right? How to, so like how to, how to handle your body in space. That's what, that's what it is, right? Mm. So when you hear that, like, oh, you know, this quarter, this um, player is, is taking dance classes or something like that. What we actually learn is how to move our body in space,
2: mm.
1: right? Because that's what those, that form of dancing, like modern or ballet and so on and so forth, it actually allows you to put yourself in positions, puts your body in positions in space Mm. and then kind of, and then through the choreography, you're putting, you're, you're, you're just stringing those positions along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Spatial awareness. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's, and that's what it taught me. So like, if you're running a route, right, there's, there's specific areas that you need to be in within, within, within the field. Right. So if you're running like, a slant route, right? You can't be all over the field. You have to hit a certain, a certain point and you have to know where your body is, right? you know, in, and and um, in reference to, you know, the linebacker or the cornerback. Right. So you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to move around and dance allows that because like, if, especially if you're dancing with other dancers, right, you don't want to be flying into them, running into them and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right? It has to, it has to be, there has to be some uniformity there. So so um, body control and at that, at, the, at that point is very important.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's like it's not as much. Well, I'm sure that it does help with footwork, but it's not as much about that so much as is of, of if I'm trying to execute on where I'm supposed to put my body because that is the play. I'm so much more aware of exactly. what space my body takes up and what it's capable of doing in a duration of time to execute on that more thoroughly or more of like a science to it than it is just like that Delta between seeing something and being able to create that movement. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Like, um, wow. I was, I was a big jumper back in my dancing days. Like I could jump, right. That was, that was my thing. But if I'm going to jump right. And, and I'm, and I'm in the, in the dance space with, you know, 10, 10 other dancers, Right. I need to make sure wh- when I jump and where I jump, I land in a place that's safe and I don't hurt anybody that's around me. I can't just jump like a wild, like a wild animal and <laughs> end up landing on one of the you know, on one of the dances, right? Yeah.
0: Um, that would so that would be brutal, that's, dude.
1: <laughs> that's spatial that's spatial awareness, right? Just you know, making sure that you land properly, you land and, and you don't run into anyone, right? So
0: yeah. So when it comes to uh, like schooling-wise, you were uh, geared towards theater specifically, and yeah. now you have a company where you train people in powerlifting and fitness. Where do those lines connect in terms of that? Where you know, were you doing both of these in parallel at all times? Like it sounds like back in school, you were you were quite the athlete at that time. So, and but you also started taking that dance class and then got into theater and stuff. So yeah. where do these lines like, I guess, move and, and how do they intersect and and how does move weight your business uh, that you're focused on in that space and this theater background, obviously we see it cultivate in through this play and things like that, but where do those lines move and kind of what made move weight appear and, and be a yeah. focus for you as well, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my, theater and my, so my, my athleticism helped me a lot. Um, it got me into a prestigious prep school in new England. And then it got me into, um, a, a, a pretty good, uh, division three football. Um, and, and it, you know, in turn got me my degree. Right. Um, sure. and you know, those, those actually worked in parallel, right. So theater worked in parallel with, um, with my athletics. And they never, they never like butt heads, or you know, I, I I didn't have to stop doing one for the other, and so on and so forth. I was able to do both. Wow! Well, and, and I was able to be successful at both. Right? Move weight, dude, didn't come to life until until I got sober. Um. Yeah. Like, like I like I said, man, I am, uh, and 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 I'm grateful. I'm, I'm so grateful for my alcoholism. It's, 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 it's crazy for me. It feels crazy for me to be saying that, but the insight that I, that I got through that Mm. allowed me to create something like move weight. And the way move weight came about was I was, um, I was, I was in treatment, right. AKA rehab. Sure. Um, Amy Winehouse would say no, 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 but I ended up going. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah, way, I love, I love Amy Winehouse, man. I, she is a treasure. Um, she is awesome. She, she's just a beautiful voice, man. But you know, I got there and I was living in a, I was living in a house and you know, every day you kind you kind of, you do the same thing over and over again. And one of the, um, one of the techs, right? So there's a bunch of techs assigned to a house of men, right? And they, they sleep over, they sleep overnight just in case anything pops off or whatever, right? Cause you, uh, you know, after all, you are dealing with addicts and alcoholics and stuff like that. So sure things get, things get crazy, right? Some people are there because, you know, it's court order, right? So they don't really want to be there, you know, yeah. what I mean? they don't really want to get, get, get better, right? So one of the, uh, one of the techs was talking to was talking to me, and he's, and he's you know he's like, hey, how you doing, and so on and so forth. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to move this weight, man. And and you know, ever since I said that, every day he's like, hey, Chris, you moving that weight? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then he's, and then you know every single day, and um, when I got back home, and I had one of those moments that we were just that we were just talking about, right? um the 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 move weight kind of just kept on ringing through my head and, I, and it's just like every day i'm hearing it and i'm just like something needs to happen here mm. something needs to happen and one of the things that i coming out of uh, treatment was i got to be of service to the to the universe i got to be of service to my people sure i have to give back what was given to me because the gift that I was given, this the this gift of life, this gift of being present, this gift of being here, this gift of the ability to love, um, is very important. And how do I do that? And how do I give back? And I was like, I think move weight is how I'm going to do this.
3: Sure. I want to help people learn to move their weight basically and move it effectively, move it efficiently and no longer have to bear the burden of their suffering. Mm. You still gotta, you still
1: gotta move it, but you don't gotta, it don't gotta wear you down. Right? So no better way to do that than to you know, number one, teach people how to live a healthy life, right? Through fitness. Yep. But then there is the psychological and there's the spiritual portion that's left over. And that is, and that is where the transformation starts to happen, right? People are going to see themselves. They're going to look good in the mirror, but what's happening with you mentally, what's happening with you spiritually. Um, and that's, and, and, and that's, and that's, that's move weight, man. That's where, that's where move weight came. If it wasn't for that tech every day asking me if I'm moving that weight, I mean, we're not having this conversation right now.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. That, that explains a lot why you and Jake have that perspective when it comes to what your podcast is about and the way that you treat the conversations on it. Just that aspect where you came into, starting this uh, fitness coaching brand is a way where you're not even, you weren't even coming into it of like, I straight up am coming into this from a powerlifting position, though that ends up being your passionate position of what you're teaching yeah. it. You're coming from it from a well, mental first, life. mental first position of you got to move this weight of shit in your life.
3: Yeah. around
0: and this is just the medium that I'm choosing to deliver that in but you're exactly. coming to it from that aspect of it and I guess for me like why I had Jake on episode 10 and people are like and granted this podcast has just changed so much cuz it's been 3 years of like the most explosive shit in my life so it's like mm-hmm. lots has changed from like how I'm picking my conversations and what I'm geared to in terms of what I'm trying to deliver but the reason why episode 10 in I'm talking to a fitness coach, not just in terms of the business, but also like that aspect that you're saying is because I do believe in this whole health thing where it's like, you can't be a good business owner. You can't be a good creative. You can't be a good person if you're not balanced in what you're doing with the different pieces because all of those are showing showing up in all of them, right? And so it's like, if you're like this, the whole like starving artist thing where like they're just fucked up all the time and they're not eating well and they're like just, you know, I have to live this way so I can create. I'm not buying it, man. Like I think that you have to go through some shit to like write and like I do totally like sometimes make the joke when I'm like, dude, I can't write because my life's been too good right now and that's like a good (laughs) problem to have. But I'm like, fuck, I can't write anything because I'm like pumped, you know? I get it, but I just feel like what I've said before and and I'll say it again is like you need to live long enough to blow up, dude. You yeah. like need to live long enough to be whatever it is that you want to be for a career. It's like if you just don't eat good, you're not working out, your energy levels aren't good, you're treating your relationships like shit, like just all of the things that you need to have together so that that way you can wake up every day and go fucking operate and yeah. go get to work and get shit done in the thing that you give a shit about it's like you can't play the game long enough to win and that's like the I thing saw. that kills me the most man is when people play the game hard but they play for 5 years and then the 6th year they blew up or they play for 9 years and the 10th year they blew up or they fucking play it for 20 years but then they die of something because they didn't pay attention to it or they play it for it's 20 hot. years and then they, they give up or whatever it's just like your principle of the podcast and I guess where you're coming from for the move weight aspect I'm so on it man and that's why like I I am working out again because I saw a huge gap of like I was like dude I'm just not working out because I'm just hustling yeah and I'm going to hustle and like build the shit that I'm pumped up about and then I'm going to fucking have a health issue <laughs> because I'm not yeah. taking care of my shit man and it's like why build a throne so that you can just pass out behind it like you have to you have to take care of your shit all of it
1: exactly it's 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 so important it's like and it, and it, and it goes down to like your relationships, right if If you're just so focused in on work and and, 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 and you're not and you're not taking care of yourself in the ways mm. that you should be taking care of yourself like physical fitness, meditation, um, finding some kind of spirituality, whether it's in whether it's in nature or Buddhism, mm. whether it's in your church, whatever it is. Yeah, um, to, to start to start exploring that right because the human the human condition is not is not just physical, right? There are these other aspects that we need to um, begin to look into. Yeah, right. And in, in order to you know live a whole life, right, and not just be you know. F- hyper-focused on, on that one thing. And then all of a sudden your health is like deteriorating <laughs> before your eyes. Right. And it is possible to do both. Yeah. It, it, it certainly, it certainly is. It is possible to be a husband and, and, and be present for your wife and your children.
0: Yeah, dude. It is, it is possible. I, I think, I feel like it's possible. Yeah. But- I, I watched like a documentary on, you know, Pink, like the singer Pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched like a documentary, it's probably on Netflix, because I I don't have a lot of different subscription things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like her going on tour with her children and her husband. Like she's going on a full world tour. Yeah. And it's showing them go on tour together. And like the husband was also like really successful. And he like kind of stepped down and became kind of like the like running the household while they're on tour so that they're being educated and whatever And it's like there's so many there's so many different like i don't know if it's a stigma or like a fable or like a story that's being taught out there that i want to smash that shit of like you can do both like th- like i hate the like you can't have your cake and eat it too like i think that's bullshit dude you can fucking have the cake and eat it too you just have to like be smart be patient take the time and figure out like what what do I even want as the cake and like what things have to happen so that I can have it? But like this this story that we hear so much and you see it and, and it's just like a, a natural pessimism. And sometimes you just hear it when you put out what your vision is in society. You just hear it as a reaction sometimes, like, yeah. oh, you can't tour because you have kids, or you can't be famous because you have this, or you can't, you know, be a musician and be healthy, or you can't be an athlete and do theater. It's like all of this shit is layer 1 and like people i think it all comes back to first yeah. of all presence like what we were talking about earlier am i being present and if i'm not being present it's probably because i'm not taking care of one of these other aspects and if i can't be present i can't be the best at whatever it is blank that i want to be but it's like that's layer 1 man people are so yeah. goddamn complex and because of the way that we think as people we really compartmentalize because we need to to be able to understand the world but it's You have to understand that your mind is literally boxing that shit and then have that space later of thinking time to say, what did I put in a box and why the fuck did I put it there? Yeah. Then unpack it and realize what uh, what threads there are, are wound. It's mind blowing shit. The the unpacking is the mindfulness, right? Um, to 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 just
1: have that mindfulness to go back and vi- revisit those things, sure. and and try not to depress them, right? Because the more we depress something, um, that equals depression. <laughs> Facts. Uh, and <laughs> in, in that space, and we're popping all sorts of pills so we can feel better, and yeah probably not the best way to go. Um,
0: yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. man. Well, so I guess like we're creeping in here, so we need to bounce soon. But I guess the last thing I, I would ask, cause we kind of got like a vibe on, you know, where you, you came through and, and kind of how some of these things have intercepted, uh, just always love asking content creators, man, on the show, because I am a content creator and I feel like it's just a fun question. It's just like, what exactly made you start your podcast on it? And I guess, what, what do you see long-term? What, how does this podcast intertwine with these different pieces of Chris in the future?
1: Yeah, um, like I said, uh, being of service to the universe is my purpose. Love it. I have a duty to, to you to all of my my brothers my sisters to be of service and and whatever whatever way i can i can i can be of service sure so, um because i think healing is important and healing is possible for everyone but we have to open up those doors in order to be healed sure. in order to allow the space for healing um i see too much suffering going on out there
3: and knowing what i know um we don't have to suffer and
1: i'm i'm the vehicle to teach to help um the universe the people in the universe um the ways of suffering and what suffering? What suffering means, and how we can learn to accept suffering with open arms, with love and compassion.
0: I love it, man. Thank you for providing that space for more people and doing that work. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks for having me on here, man. Waking up from work, I,
1: I you know, I, I was, I was looking at the name, and I finally understood what that. <laughs> that
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a sneaky one, man. It is. It is. It is. It's a it sneaky is. one. Yeah. Well, damn, man, Um, I've got my like six questions that I ask at the end of every single episode. Are you cool to get hit with those? Let's do it. All right, my man. All right. So the first one, we kind of get throughout the episode sometimes, at least like a feel for it. But I like it pointed like this, which is just why do you wake up and do what you do every day? Like the things that you choose to do with your time Mm -hmm. versus any other thing that you have the opportunity to do with that time.
1: Um, number one, I wake up to, uh, to ensure that I, I raise my
3: daughters to be, to, to, to be good people, Mm. to be a, a, um,
1: a pot to leave a positive mark on this, on this earth. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons why I wake up. And the other
3: reason is to just be of service. Love
0: it. Can't really get better reasons than that, really. Yeah. What would be along the way, uh, like say it wasn't necessarily a mistake because you learned from it, but maybe it's something that you told like five years ago or 10 years ago, you uh, like, hey, don't do this thing. Like a, a biggest mistake or like a biggest thing, like if you could at all take my advice or my stories of this experience, I'd recommend not to do this thing.
1: Dude, putting down that bottle, yeah, put it down. You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it, but I didn't have to suffer that way. Sure, there could have been another way. <laughs> it didn't have, I didn't have to go down the way it went down.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I had my grandfather was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and I have I talked to you. I think when we were doing that podcast stuff. It's something that I always have to keep tabs on where you're just like, you have to just kind of like figure out like, what, uh, what am I, why am I doing this right now? And just yeah. like always being aware and not just alcohol, just anything like, why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah. You know? And sometimes like when you realize a bunch of times when you don't have a reason, you're like, I shouldn't be doing this then. Like, you know, it's just a different, they're different, they're different things. You know, it's or, different. Or like, like replacing something.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming in the, in the, in, in replace of something. Right. That's where we got to be very careful.
0: Yeah. Flip side to that. What would be the best idea you've ever had? Or you're like, Hey, five years ago, you 10 years ago, you do this today. This is the best thing ever.
1: Move weight, baby. Move weight. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Good. What would be a.
0: Like, people think of Chris Leone. What is your superpower? What would they be like? Chris is fucking this, dude. Like, he has this superpower about him that is so good at this.
3: My insight? Insight. Yeah. I feel that. I
1: am good at finding the simple aspects of life Mm. breaking it down into to the very simple
3: um simple minute thing whatever whatever that thing is um so just insight
1: man um i see i see i see the world you know um you know the whole saying of uh, namaste i the divine light in you sees the divine light in me right um Mm. Very simple saying, but um, can be very complex right um, yeah insight man
0: cool, yeah I, I haven't even known you that long, but I do get that from our conversations vibe that I get that vibe yeah what would be a resource that you'd recommend to the audience? It could be niche to any of the specific things that you talked on today, or it can be like super broad like mindset or history or science or anything that you yeah like book, podcast, video, website, anything. What's a, like a resource or two that you you say, "Hey, go check this out. It's worth it." Thich Nhat Han, man. Thich
1: Han, um he's a well, he was. He he just he died um a few weeks back. Oh um, shit. <laughs> yeah. Just happened. He's, he's my yeah, he's 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 my teacher. He's my teacher. Um I got a majority of his books. He's a Buddhist. And he
3: had a way of
1: making life, just bringing life to life, basically, right. Hmm. Just, just illustrating the simplicity of life. Um, and the moment I started reading them, I connected to it.
0: Anything specific, any specific work that you think is best to start out with in terms of um, coming from him? um understanding the mind
1: okay is is probably the is probably a book that everyone should pick up
0: understanding the mind cool and for people out there who are listening to this as a podcast i'll have that in the show notes down below if yeah. you're riding a bike or walking a dog or something like that you can yeah. click to go check out that book in Teek not han
1: tic han yeah
0: close okay Last man is the very easiest and that's straight up. Where do people keep up with you? Where do they hit you up? If they feel like they have some people that can speak Haitian Creole that should try to bring this play to life. Where do they keep up with Chris Leon, move weight, the performance yeah. for life podcast, all this stuff right there. I'll have it in the show notes, but I like having yeah. it. So it's audible.
1: Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, coach underscore Chris underscore Leon um, is my personal IG. Um, so, that IG, I just use simply, um, you know, if you want to just have one-on-one interaction with me and so on and so forth. Sure. And, and um, at move weight at move WT, um, is the, is the brand, um, is the brand page. Um, and that's where we kind of have, you know, our website, you know, our, the, the merch that we sell and so on and so forth. If you want to, if you want to get to know the. The, the company. Right. But, um, if you're looking to get in direct contact with me, um, coach underscore Chris underscore Leon, um, is how to, is how you do
0: that. Cool. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for being on the show, man. It was a pleasure having our conversation on your show and then furthering it on here, man. It's yeah. we've gotten yeah. into some shit, you know?
1: Thank you, my friend. Um, I, I appreciate, I really do appreciate the time. Um you have something great going and i'm i'm very grateful to be able to uh speak on your platform man
2: hell yeah hell yeah